you look, you browse, you buy, you're done with the experience. We are a complement to that experience and that we're bringing the 3D realities that exist in our physical world every day into the online world. And I think it's only natural that as we progress in virtual technology, as 3D technology becomes more mainstream in an internet that's entirely 2D, we'll need to match the realities of the real world, the emotionality, the physicality of the real world. And the way to do that is through 3D virtual experiences. Welcome to Uncooked, everybody. It has been a minute since our last episode, but we are still that podcast serving up raw, unfiltered insights from industry experts, brands, and the audiences we get to serve. I'm your host, Jacqueline Lieberman, founder of Brand Crudo, a strategic consultancy focused on brand positioning and nothing else. Today, my guest is Samantha Lerner. She is the VP of marketing at a company called Obsess. Obsess is an immersive shopping platform showcasing stunning virtual stores and 3D e-commerce solutions. We discuss how brands are using this next-gen approach to virtual storefronts as part of their digital strategy and a new way to really foster a deeper customer experience. And no, you don't need a rocket to the metaverse or wear some weird headset for the worlds that they create. Obsess has worked with the likes of Ferragamo, Dyson, J&J, and Armani, just to name a few. Their work is very cool, and I'm so excited to bring this tech to you. Lots to get to. Let's dig in. Sammy Lerner, thank you so much for being on Uncooked. I'm really happy to have you today. Likewise. Thank you for having me. All right. So let me just cue this up for the audience. You are the head of marketing at a virtual storefront platform called Obsess, which I already love the name. Why don't you introduce yourself to everyone and tell us what Obsess is exactly? Absolutely. And that is dead on. I am Sammy Lerner and I am the head of marketing for our lives. So Obsess is a virtual store platform. And what that means is that we enable 3D, highly visual, hyper-interactive virtual experiences for brands. We're a B2B company. We're a SaaS software as a service platform. And our experiences live directly on brands' websites. So we work with some of the top brands in the world in the fashion, beauty, kind of consumer goods spaces, whether that's Ralph Lauren, Charlotte Tilbury, Coach, American Girl, the list kind of goes on. And what we do is basically work with those brands to get their physical products or images of their physical products into 3D spaces so that we can help them tell a deeper story and engage with their customers on a basis that's well past kind of that traditional e-commerce grid that's really meant for scrolling, for clicking, for purchasing. We're really about the storytelling well beyond that. Okay. So were you guys born out of COVID or did you start before COVID? And because I would imagine that you became very popular during the years of 2020 to 2022. Yeah, that's a fair assumption. So we were actually born prior to COVID in 2017. Our founder and CEO, Neha Singh, who still remains the CEO today, founded our company. COVID was sort of a, a positive event for virtual in general. So during COVID, brands obviously needed a way to connect with consumers outside of their brick and mortar stores because no one was entering. And so they were sort of starting to experiment much more heavily with virtual stores and find ways to bring the emotionality that you get out of a physical shopping experience and the interaction you get with other people in those experiences into the virtual space. So COVID sort of kickstarted our growth 
But even today, we're growing quicker and quicker every day. So brands are kind of starting to see us as not just a supplement to their physical locations. We're really an extension of their overall digital marketing strategy. And brands are continuing to grow with us and update their virtual stores as a part of their overall digital playbook. Okay, got it. So walk us through a case example and you pick what industry you want to pick. Because I think what people are probably envisioning right now is that, you know, you go on, say, a cosmetic website and you have a little bit of the in-store experience, but then ultimately you get to a very traditional product detail page and add to cart, all of that. So does it mimic what we would expect to see at like a department store counter and trying things on and sampling and talking to actually a salesperson? So how far does Obsess go to mimic the retail experience or do you create something completely different? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. And the answer is both, actually. So it really depends on a brand and what the brand envisions for their virtual touch point. So we have experiences that are hyper-realistic down to the point that we'll go into a Ralph Lauren store, for example, and photograph an entire store in Miami and then create it as an interactive channel online. So you can go online from anywhere in the world and see the actual Ralph Lauren Miami store shop the products directly from your desktop or mobile, and then you can kind of act as if you're in the actual store. The sort of other side of that is we have brands that want to use their digital virtual channel as this out of this world context and kind of showcase a store that could never be in real life. One of my favorite examples actually to walk through is Coach we worked with during the holiday season last year to create sort of a virtual holiday gift shop for the brand. So Coach, we know as a brand, they have a lot of fantastic heritage products that really kind of showcase, they show nostalgia, they show this sort of old-timey New York City classic woman walking down the street vibe. That's at least the vibe that I get from Coach. And what they did is they basically created that vibe within their virtual store. So when you enter the virtual store, instead of as you would on their website, you see sort of maybe an image, you see a video, and then you see a grid of products. What happens when you enter the virtual store is you see this very sort of nostalgic looking gift shop and it's punctuated with snow falling all around. There's an old timey tree and you can enter the virtual gift shop through a door. And once you go through that door, you see a very playful rug, you see wooded walls, you see twinkling lights on the trees. And this all has sort of gifts sprinkled throughout the experience. So instead of actually just going onto a website and browsing flat images of products, or looking at blog content, or viewing a video in its own silo, you get to see all of these pieces of content we're working together. And that inherently kind of tells a story and connects that emotionality of the product to the emotionality of the environment. Oh, cool. That's great. So the examples that you just gave, this is just for like a straight up PC, Mac, or mobile experience, meaning you don't require any nerdy headsets that have to be worn and no one has to go to a metaverse. No one needs to know what the metaverse is necessarily. I don't know. Is this true? 100% true. And I think that's actually one of my favorite things about Obsess. Sort of as a sidetrack, I come primarily from the brand side at B2C Brands. And a lot of the consumers that I would serve at those brands, frankly, would probably never put on a headset. And so I think this concept of having 3D virtual spaces feel scary for some brands that have customers like that. But one thing that really drew me to obsess 
is that our stores are entirely accessible via web, via mobile. It just lives as an extension of a website. So for example, Laura Mercier, if you go on to their lauramercier.com website now, you can click through the navigation to the virtual store as if it were a regular web page. And it's as easy as that. It's totally accessible. You don't need to understand what the metaverse is. You don't need to know how to operate a gaming system. It's just there like a website. Okay. So then the flip of that question, have you done work for creating metaverse kind of environments for brands and things like that? And is that still a thing? 100%. So some of the brands that we work with choose to have their store live as an extension in some sort of a headset or other device. An example that I can give you is Allo Yoga we recently worked with. They have a virtual store that's kind of a 360 activation of what a yoga shop might look like if it were run and operated by Allo. And so that yoga sort of location is now transferable into the Oculus MetaQuest 2 headset. So if you have a headset, you can actually put it on and you can use your hands to navigate around. You can pick up products. You can physically drop them into your bag. I know we're on a podcast right now, but everyone listening, I'm my hands. I'm a big hand talker. Um, So you can use your hands to pick up a product within the store. You can customize an outfit and then you can drop it into your bag all within that headset experience. And that's really cool, especially from sort of a campaign activation side, Allo uses those headsets within their physical store locations to drive traffic to the physical store. So kind of a different way of using virtual stores as more of a marketing channel than anything else. Obsess was born from the need for brands to connect with customers in a world where physical browsing has become really a novelty. While this is a natural complement to existing brick-and-mortar brands, I see Obsessed being a game-changer for D2C brands born online. This innovation to retail shopping, it really reshapes the landscape of digital interactions, and it's prompting us to reconsider our key performance indicators. In the retail verse that Obsessed creates, a mere click can trigger a spectrum of emotions, from nostalgia to surprise to delight. I'd argue a user spending an hour clicking on every corner of a snowy storefront is way more valuable than just a time on site metric. So what they're doing is really getting me to start thinking about digital strategy and different KPIs that they're bringing to bear. So tell me about your target audience your target audience has to be somewhere down a knowledge path of they might not know exactly what a virtual store entails, but they know that they probably should have it. So tell me about when you're in the room talking to the CMO of a big company and you're trying to articulate what Obsessed does and the value that you bring to them, how much knowledge do they need to have in order for their light bulb to go on? It's a very good question. And I think truly the answer sort of varies depending on who we're speaking with. I think you have some executives and marketing executives in particular who, as you said, they're very gung-ho on understanding the fact that a younger generation operates the digital world differently than the previous generation of consumers did. And they understand that and they understand that there is value and investing in experiences that may not yet be so mainstream, but they are aligned to the way that sort of a generation of gaming native consumers, people that grew up playing video games, being on their phone every day, they understand that that's where they need to be. 
So that's honestly sort of the easier conversation. And really what it is then is about understanding what additional value and what lasting value can a virtual store bring to your marketing tech stack. And that's really through engagement and ongoing customer lifetime value. So it's having that always on storytelling platform. I think for the executives that may not be so keen on understanding what is the next generation going to be consuming in terms of media, how are they going to be interacting online? Where we really need to step in is bringing data to the table and helping people understand the fact that more than 80% of U.S. consumers today actually classify themselves as gamers. There's this stigma around the quote-unquote gamer maybe being a teenage boy sitting in his basement at his mom's house, but really it's actually so much more beyond that. I rode the subway this morning and I saw 15 people in my eye view playing Candy Crush or Wordle or whatever it may be on their phone. And so there's all these different kind of gaming interaction points that people of all generations and people of all genders are doing right now. It's just a matter of figuring out how to reach them in the right text. So would you say that Obsess is the go-to for any company who wants to really engage with Gen Z? I would say so. I think Obsess is a fantastic place to kind of get in touch with Gen Z and meet them at a place that they understand and do it in a way that's both authentic to your brand and authentic to the storytelling that resonates with your consumers and your Gen Z consumers in particular. But I think the beauty of a virtual store platform that lives on a website is that it goes beyond just Gen Z. It's a very simple navigation portal in a virtual store platform. You have arrows that show you walk forward in order to see X product. You have maps that show you where everything is in the store. It's not dissimilar to a traditional website experience in the fact that it's simple for anyone to figure out. It's really more about the visuals around you and the content you're engaging with is there for you to spend more time with. And that's where the differentiation is. You can kind of garner so much more engagement from your consumer than you would in a typical sort of click to navigate platform. So you said before that it's definitely complementary to what brands can have going on. So do brands primarily use it as here's an experience, you could browse our products, but do they also have some sort of Easter eggs, hotspots, whatever, where consumers can find things and they want to actually go to the physical store to see what that's about? Is there any sort of incentive that the stores want to have to drive actual foot traffic? Or is that not something that they're concerned with when they talk to you? It really depends on the brand. We've definitely had brands that wanted to use their virtual platform as a way to market their stores. And to your point, there are definitely ways to add those sort of fun Easter eggs through gamification. For example, we give a lot of brands that utilize sort of a scavenger hunt style game. And that's a feature that we have within our platform where they'll maybe hide five different brand icons throughout their virtual store. And you'll need to go collect them as you explore the experience in order to reveal a discount code or a prize. And maybe if you're driving store traffic, that code is for your in-store experience. If you're driving e-commerce traffic, the opposite would be true. But it's really about how do you add gamified elements in order to meet the goal that you're hoping to achieve at the end. Yep, that makes total sense. What does your competitive landscape look like? Are you competing against people in who's like exactly in your lane? Because I could also see you competing against agencies who say they do this, but don't really do this. 
I guess I'll answer that in two parts. So from sort of the who is generally in the landscape perspective, I would say that truly we are kind of leading the virtual store revolution, let's call it, from the U.S. in particular. It's been more than six years that we've been able to kind of build on our virtual store platform and also pull in data from all those virtual stores. You know, we have a 100 million plus data points on consumer interactions within our virtual stores. And that's something that the brands we work with really value because they understand how to optimize the experiences for the people that they want to target. But aside from that, I think any sort of agency or development studio or design studio that wants to do what we do, the tricky part of it is that anybody can sort of build a 3D experience. What we have at Obsess is actually a software platform that has all of the features we've built on in those last six years built in, and we are able to customize that on the fly. So the speed at which that we can really develop these stores and bring them to market and also the data that we have to optimize them and keep them running as an always-on channel is well beyond what any competitor might be able to do, in my opinion. So I'm guessing the CMO is your target audience or some sort of VP-level brand person. How do you get in front of them and find them? Which marketing tactics, B2B-wise, work for you guys? So we employ a number of different B2B tactics and really we're always testing, as I'm sure many of your listeners are as well. We are, to your point, looking towards sort of a director, VP, CMO level marketer or digital leader at companies that are typically enterprise level at this point, although we are developing services for smaller companies as well. We've ironically, as a virtual platform, have found some great success in sort of live events and live interactions, which I think is always kind of a surprise to the people that I speak with on a regular basis. But really, when it comes down to it, I think any B2B business is a human business. So when we can find a time to connect human to human and also have a platform to showcase what we do in a visual setting. So if we can find a time to connect one-to-one or one-to-many in person and actually do a demo of our virtual store platform, that's where we really win. We do a lot of speaking engagements in that respect and make sure that we're able to show visuals in those contexts so that we can really pair the human element with that sort of visual to really have an impact. And aside from that, we do do some digital marketing. We do some social media marketing. We use our website, which was recently refreshed, to do a lot of sort of organic content and build up our authority around the space. Can we please just talk about that stat of 80% of U.S. citizens classify themselves as gamers? That's pretty staggering. But I guess if they're including Candy Crush as well as like Grand Theft Auto, I do get it. While retailers using Obsess may be trying to engage Gen Z, Sammy highlights that gamification resonates at any age. Imagine strolling through a store environment built on the Obsessed platform and you see a product with a slight shimmer to it, a mouse roll over it reveals a special bonus at checkout. Who wouldn't love that? And one final point on B2B marketing. While the people at Obsess are experts of virtual experiences, you know what works? Walking the aisles at an industry event. Yep, it still works. Are there any marketing tactics that you found that don't work for you? 
Like, have you tried to build your own virtual agency and sell it <laughs> and say, here's Obsess, come walk around our agency and see what we do? We have tried to kind of understand what the appetite is for people to explore a virtual space for the sake of exploring a virtual space. But I think what we've really come to understand is that brands who are a primary customer get excited when they see other brands doing what they want to do. So as much as we can kind of shout about how great Obsess is as a virtual company and build spaces that are amazing, brands want to see other brands put it into action. So our Mm -hmm. best market comes from the stores that we build for our clients. And that's a testament to the amazing branding of our clients and how we can sort of elevate them in that virtual realm. Oh, yeah. I've never had a client turn down a meeting where the objective was, I took a look at your competitive set because no matter what, everybody always wants to get a pulse in someone else's read as to what their competitive landscape is doing. Even if they might have just read a report that morning, they'll always take that meeting. Oh, yeah. Us marketers, we love to be competitive, right? We're feeding into that capitalistic society every day. (laughs) Totally. Well, we're looking and thinking philosophically about the retail landscape. Are you looking to completely replace Main Street USA in a world where there's no stores? I mean, what's happening? How does Obsess envision the future of retail if you end up getting every brand you want to get in every vertical? What does that world look like? I love that question so much because my answer is we will never replace Main Street USA. We will never replace e-commerce. Obsessed is really a complement to traditional shopping, to traditional e-commerce. We want to be there as an option for consumers to be able to shop their favorite brands in a way that makes sense to them. So we believe that the traditional e-commerce grid, e-commerce in particular, has a very standardized way of saying, hey, you look, you browse, you buy, you're done with the experience. We are a complement to that experience and that we're bringing the 3D realities that exist in our physical world every day into the online world. And I think it's only natural that as we progress in virtual technology, as 3D technology becomes more mainstream in an internet that's entirely 2D, We'll need to match the realities of the real world, the emotionality, the physicality of the real world. And the way to do that is through 3D virtual experiences. What about like on the flip side where say there's a new startup brand, not garage startup, but like a well-funded VC startup where they have an amazing product. They want to go directly to consumer. They have no interest in having a physical retail space. We can go right D to C and have Obsess build us a storefront. Do you have any cases that match that kind of profile where there's brands who actually go to you for storefront? Absolutely. We have a few brands that actually match that profile and more and more every day. I think these sort of pure D2C brands particularly had a great moment to rise in the last five or so years. And what some of these D2C brands started to realize is that While they could have the efficiencies of customer acquisition and the efficiencies of sort of mass traffic without the sort of brunt of real estate payments, they were missing, again, that emotional connection that can happen in a physical space. So we have a few brands that were pure play D2C 
And they were able to sort of continue using more of a, it's a quote unquote physical space. It's a virtual space because they can basically have avatars meet up within that virtual space. They can have real people meet up through live chat. They can have virtual sales associates helping their customers. So it's all these little touch points to make the physical shopping experience so unique and so special. We bring that into the digital space and that's where D2C brands really see the value. I could see your services of this virtual store platform really, really being so valuable for a strictly D2C brand who wants to create that brand storytelling for themselves. So consumers actually get what their point of view is, what they're about. And oh, by the way, they can click here and buy now. I think that's exciting. Exactly. And it's very cool for D2C brands that also, frankly, may not understand who is their customer in a physical location. It might be a little bit too risky for some of these brands to pop up a store in the Hamptons or pop up a store in Miami before they test sort of what works in more of that 3D or lifelike selling context. So our virtual stores are a great way to test before maybe going into a traditional pop-up or a brick and mortar that stands there for a while after. Yeah. Sammy, is there anything that we haven't covered that you'd like everyone to know about? So one of the reasons that I think that Obsess is such a fantastic platform for brands to leverage is because it brings that human element, that storytelling element that all of us as humans crave so much into this hypervisual context that I think is so digestible and so beneficial for brands to be able to just kind of say what they mean in something that really drives impact. Girl, you're preaching to the choir. Thank you so much for being on today and for letting everyone know about Obsess. And you guys really need to check it out. It's obsessar.com. Their homepage alone is a feast for the eyes. So I would say definitely check it out. So thank you so much for being on. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure. I think it's safe to say that Obsess is on their way to being the next generation of e-commerce. Sometimes we fear tech advancements because it can negate the human experience. But the Obsess platform makes it possible for brands to connect with customers on a human level. Here's my three takeaways to wrap this up in a bow for you. First, the marketing use case for Obsess can really flex to support traditional brands all the way to being the only door that matters for a direct-to-consumer brand. For brick and mortar, a virtual storefront really serves as a brand extension and they're using it as a key component of their digital strategy. Whereas a D2C brand can finally have their storefront moment and create a better emotional connection with customers that they might have been lacking in their e-commerce experience. But really, both scenarios offer retailers an opportunity to wrap shoppers in this emotionality and physicality of the real world in a 3D experience all while delivering on an e-commerce KPI, by the way. It's just brilliant. My second point is about context. Sammy highlights as marketers, we're used to publishing a string of assets like a blog and then a video and then a product carousel and then we take a customer to the product detail page, right? Well, in the case of Obsess, in this environment, the virtual storefront showcases everything working at concert It's telling the brand story in context via the emotionality of the environment. Boom. I love that. That's amazing. Think about that for a second. Okay. Final point. 
This is about customer experience. Obsessed designs storefront with a human curiosity in mind. You might not be a self-proclaimed gamer, but if you're visiting your favorite store and you see a little shoe wiggle at the corner of your eye, you're totally clicking on it. Seriously though, designing a virtual store around surprise and delight is a whole new way to think about customer experience. And the best part is, no one has to go to the metaverse or wear the weird headsets. I'm just saying, they did it right. If you want to create a next-gen immersive shopping platform for yourself, reach out to Obsess. It's ObsessAR.com. This has been an episode of Uncooked. I'm Jacqueline Lieberman, founder and chief strategist at Brand Crudo, a marketing consultancy. If you need help creating differentiation for your marketing, this is what I do every day. You can find my contact info on brandcrudo.com or the show notes. Oh, and by the way, if you can follow the show, comment, do a review, all of that, it takes a second. It's totally free, but it really helps us out a lot. Thanks so much.